0: When I was in college, one of my favorite poems I got to study was a poem called America by Tony Hoagland, which talked about this person in class being distracted by all this music, all this media, and then he has this weird dream that really freaks him out about money and, and power, and, and then he realizes all he wants to do when he gets all upset and scared is he turns up the volume on his music at the end of the poem. and. That poem stuck with me for a really long time, and it kind of like totally threw me off. It like, you could say it disrupted my life. And that's what we're all about here, the Ministry During the Disruption podcast. I'm Kyle, and you're listening to the Ministry During the Disruption podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to Ministry During the Disruption. I'm Kyle, your host, and Today, joining us is our senior amusement correspondent, Steve Tamayo.
1: I'm happy to amuse you, Kyle. Is that what I am? I'm a clown. I'm here for your amusement, for your entertainment. Do you want me to tell you some jokes?
0: I was thinking more of, you you know, the the scene in Gladiator, which is now really old, and it's now sort of dating me, where Russell Crowe goes, are you not entertained? And like, everyone goes, like, that kind of thing.
1: Oh, man, I was doing a very bad Goodfellas impression, which talk, you know, is even older than that. <laughs> which is
0: even older, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: a little Joe Pesci there. But no, I, I mean, that. Uh, so I've been reading this book recently, slowly making my way through it. I read a lot of books, but this one I'm really taking my time through. I'm journaling about it. It's called Amusing Ourselves to Death. It's by Neil Postman. It's a book on communications theory and particularly cultural commentary. and. Just this week, there was a post in the Gospel Coalition, so whenever you're listening to this, you may have to dig way back into the recesses of time to find this article by Andy LaPoe, who used to be an editor with InterVarsity Press on this very book, on amusing ourselves to death and what that means for our culture in our society at this time.
0: If you're looking for that article, it's from April 26, 2021. It's called, We Are Still Amusing Ourselves to Death, 35 Years Later.
1: 35 years later. So in some ways, the book is a little bit dated, right? He's talking about the rise of television culture and how television culture is replacing print culture and how that's causing changes in society. So this is far before social media, but much of what Postman has to say in Amusing Ourselves to Death is very prescient, is very like, oh my gosh, he saw the future.
0: Yeah, well, I have plenty of thoughts on this, but today you're our correspondent, Steve. So, what's your take on all of this?
1: So, you've maybe heard the phrase from Marshall McLuhan that the medium is the message. Well, what I would say is that the medium makes the messenger. The medium makes the messenger.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I think I'm following, but help me break that down for me. What does that mean? What does that mean?
1: So when you're communicating through print journalism or through books or you're reading books, that medium, um, it shapes you. If you're trying to figure out how to communicate an idea and the medium that's available to you is a book, then your brain shifts into book frequencies to help you communicate your idea in book format. And Mm. if the medium that's available to you to communicate your ideas is a television medium or a video medium, some kind of visual medium, then you're going to start to communicate in those sorts of ways. And, And this is where I think is most relevant to our podcast audience is that if the medium that's available to you is something that feels like a conversation like a podcast then that also shapes the messenger so the medium shapes the messenger
0: Mm-mm. so like i watch a lot of movies i become more movie like
1: if you are making movies oh uh, okay the difference between a filmmaker and an author is a big difference another way of putting it is the script writer And the director and the actor all are are approaching the art form in a very different way and are shaped by the medium that's available to them to express their ideas, their art.
0: Okay, interesting. In that example, then, I watch a lot of TV. I'm not a TV producer. So, therefore, I'm not a. that, That doesn't apply to me. That's not shaping me into what you're talking about. What you're talking about is I'm a podcaster and I am a podcaster and I am producing this podcast. So, therefore, that shapes me i'm different
1: that shapes you and you you are different as a result i i believe that's this is my take that you are a different person because you have gotten into podcasting if you had not gotten into podcasting you as a poet as a worship leader as a musician as an interpretive dancer you'd be a very different person
0: than you are today interesting interesting okay then I don't even know if I have like a counter to that. I'm more like, what does that what does that mean for my life? like how how does how does it change? How would it change me? Do you think?
1: Well, I've been really wrestling with this. I've got like pages and pages in my journal re- reflecting deeply on this. One of the things that Postman writes about in his book is this idea that culture has shifted from an oral culture where wisdom is transmitted, ideas are transmitted through sayings and stories kind of narratives that are passed along from mouth to ear, to mouth, to ear, to mouth, to ear from an oral culture to a print culture, which would take those stories, narratives, pithy sayings, proverbs and would freeze them in carbonite and pass them on to a future generation. And Mm -hmm. then, and then it is shifted from that to a television culture, where now these frozen semi-permanent things are things that can be engaged visually and passively through television and that we can communicate a tremendous amount of nuance. I mean, I don't know if you've ever gotten an email that you then talk to the person about afterwards and you're like, oh, okay, there's a lot of nuance there that didn't come through in print. Right. So what I'm wrestling with is... So now we've seen the rise of social media and we've seen the rise of podcasting. Podcasting is very different from both the visual media of television and very, very different from the print media of books or blog articles or or essays, magazines, things like that. In some ways, podcasting is. Closing the circle and bringing us back to a more oral culture where storytelling and and hot takes shape us and transmit a certain kind of wisdom onto the next generation and so i 'm super curious to see what this means for the next wave not only of communication theory but of ministry because for for generations we have operated in this environment that was deeply shaped by print, you know, by, by the word, by the Bible, I, you know, I, I'm going to read the Bible. And even within that, you would have people who would stand up and preach and they are essentially reading their sermon, even if they've memorized it. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Well, okay. So there's, there's like so much there for me. Like I'm thinking about the, yeah, like I'm thinking about even now, right now I on my phone, I've gotten invitations to different apps like Clubhouse or Locker Room. Um I don't know if you've heard about those, but like
1: they I've heard of Clubhouse, I don't know about Locker Room. That, locker Room that- is
0: it, Locker Room is like basically the same thing as Clubhouse but it's for sports. Right. Oh,
1: okay. I, I was gonna say clubhouse, but for dudes talking about things they can't talk about in public. And I'm like, oh boy, that sounds like a bad idea.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's for sports and like I think they just got bought by like but yeah, they, they just got bought by Spotify. Um and it's interesting that yeah, like now we're like going to seek out not a TV show, not a like a video game, not a book. We're gonna seek out two people talking about something. And or like, you know, like there's, there's, this has been happening for a while too with live video podcasts or just video podcasts in general. But why are we, why do we even care about seeing these people talk to each other? All they're doing is talking to each other, right? But why are we, you know, we going to watch that? You know, and, and it, it's especially not in like a curated, like, you know, like it's going on Ellen or, or Oprah. It's like hours of people just talking to each other.
1: There's a podcast that I listen to from time to time, which is two to three hours long. And although it is released on Spotify in video format. I never watch the video, I just listen to it. And here's the reason why I just listen to it is because I'm always doing something else. Mm. I might be riding my bike or I might be cooking dinner or I might be walking around my neighborhood. And I I I listen to a lot of podcasts. I mean, I do that in part for work and part for pleasure. I listen to um Better Than Seven Sons, I listen to The Daily Red, I listen to The Centering Podcast, I listen to um, all of these InterVarsity Podcasts, The Art of N is just releasing a new season, Uh, but I also listen to news podcasts and I listen to science podcasts and I listen to politics podcasts and, and things like that. I'm always, always, always doing something else while listening to a podcast. And you can't really do that as easily with a video.
0: Right, right. Record, so you're only having one medium, audio. There's not multiple mediums that are engaging your senses. Even with the book, right? You're, you're holding something, you're looking at something, and you're thinking about it, right? There's, there is, there's more than one of those things. While while I'm listening to a podcast, I could be washing dishes or riding a bike, physically moving. Right. And has not, that's not being engaged by the podcast. I'm, not, I'm looking at the world around me, not engaging with the podcast, only listening, engaging with the podcast. Well, so you said you're going back to the beginning. In some ways, also, I mean, yeah, we are. But we also went back to the beginning already. We, we did radio. Radio was a thing that, that rose up before visual. And it had this boom, right, where there's all these radio stars. And then MTV and video basically, you know, video killed the radio star at some point. Um, so, like, are we kind of returning to that as well? Well, so I would actually
1: push back against the Video Killed the Radio Star. I think what video did is it made pop music on the radio not as successful because mm-hmm. people were watching music videos. But then you saw in short order, that pop music took that space right back over through Napster, through iTunes, uh, through Spotify. So people may not be listening to the radio, but they're back listening to pop music. And MTV hasn't shown a music video in 20 years, right? MTV is now like a reality TV show that has nothing to do with music. And so I, I do think that what you saw with radio is that the emphasis in radio shifted to talk radio. All the money in radio right now is in talk radio. So you 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 think about your like whatever your music stations are the most successful moments in those stations they they've got they've got two most successful radio moments one of them is the time in the morning where you have the DJs goofing around talking about stuff uh, the second is Delilah I don't know, you know I don't know if you know the Delilah mm. you know love someone tonight like she's like a Uh, talk show, people call in, they tell her their life stories. She's got like 40 million people who listen to her every week. Um, You know, incredibly successful radio personality. But you think about talk radio, um, you know, the um, late Rush Limbaugh, incredibly successful in that space. So I don't know that radio ever went away. Mm -hmm. I think think radio has
0: changed and evolved. Well, I guess also... If we're talking about, and we're going to pivot towards campus ministry as well, like I have not actively listened to the radio on my own volition for pretty much all my life, right? And I was born in the 90s, uh, so I'm a, and I'm a millennial. And I don't know many millennials who are like, ooh, hey, let's turn on the radio, or like use the radio in the, in any way, shape, or form, except for maybe in their car. And those people I also know aren't really paying attention, and they don't even They're not listening to the music. They're not listening to the talk show. They're just there as background noise. They're not using it for the purpose of what it was purpose for. Now, anybody who's older than my generation, they totally do that. My parents listen to the radio all the time, things like that. And I was like, why are we listening to the radio? We have an iPod now. But always curious. So I guess, what does this mean for campus ministry? Especially when we're trying to reach, we're trying to reach me. More than we're trying to reach you, but we're also trying to reach you even younger than me.
1: Yeah, we're not trying to reach you, man. You graduated like you're yeah, out that's of school. True. Like, that's true. You are a long, long way away from our target audience as a ministry. But so here's the crazy thing is the barriers to entry in audio media is incredibly low. Mm-hmm. It costs nothing to have a podcast. You can actually have one for free if you want. We use Buzzsprout for our podcast hosting on Ministry During the Disruption, and there's a free option that you could use if you wanted to. And this is something I experimented with when I was a campus staff 15 years ago. We would have our large group meetings, and I would record the large group talks and drop them on a podcast before podcasts were a thing, before Apple Podcasts existed. We had a podcast. Because I had students every week who would miss our large group talks and would say, oh, I wish I could be there. And I had a blog that did the same thing that kind of shared here are things that we didn't get to talk about at large group, but wish we had the time for. The barriers to entry are so incredibly low with an hour or two a week. Student leader, faculty, ministry volunteer, campus staff person, you're listening to this with an hour or two a week, you could produce some very simple content that would give people access to meaningful discipleship material that could really help them. And I wonder for some of us in the midst of this disruption, if there's not an invitation from the Lord to experiment with a medium like this. And I do wonder how the Lord would shape us, because I do think that the medium shapes the messenger.
0: Right. So if we were to try to experiment with this, I think if you're not familiar with the medium, um, I mean, for me, for me, actually, I, I started in college um, in my final year just trying to do podcasts because I was trying to record some of my friends and I just talking for fun. But as I started doing it more often, it actually did change and shape me personally, where I, I know easiest example is the way that I talk. And when I talk, I now and before I would have just said, um but now I just pause and wait and collect my thoughts. So I actually think a little bit more before I talk, which is nuts because if you met me in high school, I never thought about that. And I stout, you, you might think I sound like a motorboat now, but before, oof, like Ferrari engine going, mm, like just all the day, all talk, no stop, speaking like lightning and changed that. It also changed the way that I was able to facilitate conversations with my friends because I, I kept doing that on a podcast and it also helped me become a much better listener because I was listening to people and not necessarily only just trying to come up with my next point, but I had to, to listen to the next person to, in order to jump off their point and to create the next part. So it's definitely changed and thought about that. But it's also unleashed a whole new creativity piece within me, which ended up becoming my job, right? Totally shifted my career by me just kind of slightly picking up a microphone and trying it for the first time. Um, and I would never would have been here without it.
1: I mean, I I really, I would say experimenting with making something like a podcast, you could do an Instagram live, you could do a Facebook live. I mean, there are ways that you can get audio media out into the world to do it, not just as a content distribution thing, but to do it as a practice of spiritual formation for yourself to say, all right, I hear you, Kyle. I want to be a better listener. I want to be a clearer communicator. I want to be the sort of person who has a more compassionate connection with the people around me. As a result, I'm just going to talk into a microphone for 15 minutes a week and share it with the world and see what happens. There are a lot more that you can do with podcasting beyond that, a lot more that you can do with these audio media beyond that. It's not a bad thing to start. I'm predicting, let, let me make a prediction here. I don't know if this would count as a hot take. In the next year, you're going to hear people just bashing everyone who has a podcast as being lame, like, oh, everyone has a podcast. Oh, yeah, you must have a podcast, that kind of thing. And the people who are too cool for podcasts are missing out on an opportunity to be transformed by the art of creating something like this.
0: Right. I mean, what is required to to create a podcast as well, especially if you don't have any expertise around these areas? Like I, I know in, in, I can think about in college when I was in college by staff worker, um specifically, like having a space in place for some of these students who would never like be able to to serve in other capacities because they're too nervous or they're too shy or they're too like whatever, they came and ran all our sound for our worship, right? And they were great, and they loved it. and they stuck around for the whole years. And some of those people actually are are my financial supporters even, right? Because they really believed in the mission of InterVarsity, but they were, their inroad was doing sound booth, And I could think of that, you take that same student and you have them who's really technologically like inclined and say, hey, can you help me figure out how to do this, this side of things, right? The technology side of things. That's a student you never necessarily would have connected before, right? What, what we're normally looking for in the pre-pandemic was a person who would go and talk to hundreds of people and, and get contact cards. And that's great. We want that student. But what about that other student who's like, I don't want to talk to anybody, but I do want to I can't help you talk to, to lots of people with a podcast. And I think that, that would require a different form of leadership. It would help you grow, it would help you learn more. And it could it could hit you and you know, talk about network mapping. That's a different, totally different network map you've never hit before.
1: Well, and there's also another layer of spiritual formation that's available. So not just ministry strategy, but also that formation piece. So when I go back and listen to our episodes, which I do. You know, I'm not going to ask anyone to do something I'm not willing to do myself. And if you're going to listen to this episode, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to listen to it, too, because it it needs to be good enough for me to listen to as well. Mm-hmm. And I hear things that I say differently than when I say them myself. Like, I know what I mean, but then when I hear myself a week later, it doesn't sound the same. And that's actually really helpful for me to learn a little bit through that medium to see and to hear how I come across, you know, how's my tone sounding. I find that incredibly helpful. It's also great to get feedback from other people on our ideas, our opinions, what we're saying, what we're feeling, how we're communicating. So when I get notes from people who listen to the podcast and they say, Hey, I love the way you said that, or, Hey, I didn't understand this thing that you mentioned. I get, I get some of both of those. It's incredibly helpful for me from a formation perspective that, that I am communicating in community, not just to community, but in community. And it's shaping my communication. And I, I do think that there is something really valuable to saying as a missionary, I'm going to go to where people are. Mm-hmm. And if thousands and thousands and thousands of campus ministers, college students, faculty are listening to podcasts. I don't want our voices to be missing in that space. One of the things I'm incredibly proud of in InterVarsity during this disruption is how many podcasts have launched featuring voices of people who we might not hear from otherwise. And I love that. I love that that is what you're getting. If you find InterVarsity podcasts, you're going to hear mixed voices. Black voices, white voices, Latino voices, voices of every different corner of the Asian American community. You'll hear athletes, you'll hear Greeks, you'll hear nurses, you'll hear people from all over the place, men, women, people who are processing their gender identity, their spirituality, who are reclaiming their theology. There's so many beautiful conversations happening in our community in these audio medium. Uh, I'm actually really bullish on podcasting right now.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, obviously we're a little bit bullish and we're a little bit biased because we're on a podcast. We produce this podcast, but I think so too. For our ministry takeaways, if, if you want help with how to make a podcast, that's what we're here for. So you can reach out and contact us, ministry during the disruption. We would love to help talk you you through some some how how to do that especially if you're on staff and you're trying to figure out how to do these sorts of things we'd love to have a conversation or a student leader or a faculty or volunteer faculty hey so you know what let's if you're anybody listening to this podcast you can do it and here's here's one little piece before before i even get there is you're like oh look but like in your mind you're like oh but like who's gonna listen maybe i'll get like 10 20 people imagine if 10 to 20 people showed up to your small group right how excited would you be right? You know, like also when Jesus called people, how many people showed up? 12, 12 of them showed up and only and one of them was, was totally betrayed him. <laughs> so like, if you get 10 more people, you're doing just as good as Jesus did. Like that, that's all you need. It's not like you need to, you don't know, you need to reach the masses and masses and masses of people. I mean, that'd be cool too. But like, even just reaching 10, 20 people would be worth it. Especially if it's someone you never would have reached. And Hey, I
1: would encourage you. We've been trying to do this every week. If you're enjoying these conversations, if you find them useful, share it with somebody else and subscribe to this podcast so that you get to hear the conversations that we're having in this medium as we engage with ministry during the disruption.
0: As we're shaped by the medium that we are using. What was your phrase? Medium and message, message and medium.
1: The, The medium shapes the messenger.
0: The medium shapes the messenger there we go yes especially since this medium is shaping us the messenger if you want to message us you can message us at ministry during the disruption yes you can subscribe to our podcast and you can also check out our sponsor
1: today's podcast is sponsored by the ministry playbook if you need help doing campus ministry Maybe you're feeling anxious about going back to campus in the fall. Maybe you're feeling rusty when you think about reaching out to new people on your campus. Maybe you're confused about what it will even look like. TheMinistryPlaybook.com can help you. We are so excited to have a collection of courses available for free for you. TheMinistryPlaybook.com.